0: Welcome, everyone, to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now, here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. So don't allow the enemy to to, to, to diminish your value, but understand that everybody in here was made in the image of God in his likeness. He said, let us make man in our, there is no other creature on the face of this earth that is made in the image of God. So every time you look in the mirror, You should see Jesus looking back at you. You should see some glory, the glory of the Lord. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now here is today's message. A few things I want to say this morning. God just sometimes just will speak some things to you on the way to what he really has to say. You know, the enemy wants to diminish your value so that he can kill your purpose. But I want you to understand something this morning. When God created us, God made us in his image and his likeness. That's why the enemy hates you so much and that's why he wants to diminish your value because if he can deceive you and diminish your value, he can try to take your purpose away and get you to operating out of the purpose that God ordained you to walk in. So don't allow the enemy to diminish your value, but understand that everybody in here was made in the image of God In his likeness, he said, let us make man in our, there is no other creature on the face of this earth that is made in the image of God. So every time you look in the mirror, you should see Jesus looking back at you. You should see some glory, the glory of the Lord. There's glory. There is a glory that is not, it's not for you, it's through you. The glory is not for us, it's through us. And, you know, I, I told Pastor Stroud, I was going to tell, tell, tell this story. You know, this week, you know, I, was, I, I have many uh, messages that I keep prepared. But I, I don't just go on my little thing and say, okay, God, I'm going to speak on this. I say, Lord, what do you want me to talk about this week? And so, you know, I was praying and, you know, waiting and praying. And so... My little dog, Jack, he's actually my daughter's dog. My little dog, Jack, my dog it stays on a schedule. He wakes up, when the morning time when we get up, he goes to the bathroom in the morning. At night time, when I come home from work, at 6 o'clock, he goes to the bathroom. But lately, he has been waking up in the middle of the night. Like, Two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. Not every day, not all the time, just here and there. I'm like, what's wrong with this dog? I'm in the bed sleep, you know, we got a little collar around his neck and it has a little chain on it. And so when he has to go to the bathroom, he won't use the bathroom in the house, he's trained. So whenever he has to go to the bathroom, he comes to the front door and he goes and shakes the chain. (laughs) I don't care what time it is, I'm like, is that dog, is that dog woke? so I'm getting up, I'm like, this dog is going to the bathroom again. So I get up, this is three weeks ago, I get up, let the dog out, he come. you know, he goes out there, 10 minutes later he comes back, I open the door, he comes back in, runs on to the thing. So this happened three weeks in a row. And so Tuesday morning, it's 2.30 in the morning, and I hear, shh, 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 and, and my wife is like, I think the dog is at the door. So, I was mad. I'ma tell you, I had worked in the sun all day the day before. I was tired as tired don't know what. So I'm like, this dog is getting on my nerves waking up in the middle of the night. So I go in there and said, what you doing? So I let him out. He goes out there. I go back in the bed and lay down for a minute. He, I go back ten minutes later and then this time when he comes back, I open the door, and I'm I'm just telling you, he stands there. He doesn't even come in. He just stands there and stares at me for a minute. I'm like, just looking at him. I'm like, what are you looking at? (laughs) He just stands there. He's like, And I'm like, get your butt in here. (laughs) And he runs on in there and goes back to bed. But after that, I went back in there and laid down. And then the Lord said, I made that dog wake up, wake you up. (laughs) So I got up, and I went in my prayer room, and then the, God, the Lord began to speak to me about what he had to say today. You understand? So God used that dog to wake me up. <laughs> so I was like, Because he never stands there and just stares at me. I'm like, why is he staring? He just was staring at me like, it was like the Lord was looking at me like, just looking. He just stood there, and I'm like, what, what you doing? Get in the house. <laughs> So God began to speak to me and everything. And I was like, praise the Lord. And then my wife doesn't know this, but even this morning on the way here, you know, we always pray in the car. And she began to pray. And she was praying, and she was praying my sermon. She didn't know it. I didn't tell her. I didn't didn't tell her what I was speaking about. I like her to receive it fresh, just like me. You know just like everybody else so when she was praying she prayed the whole time and she was praying my sermon and I'm listening let's say okay God you okay here you go there you go there you go you you right you right on time this morning amen amen so anyway I want to look at Scripture this morning from the book of Exodus the book of Exodus chapter 33 chapter 33 beginning with verse 12 and you can you can join me there if, if you have your Bibles Chapters 33, and this is from the Amplified Bible. Chapters 33, beginning with verse 12. And I'll give you a second to get there. I'm going to be reading a little bit of this, a lot of this, so just bear with me this morning. Amen. It says here, Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways so that I may know you, becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with you recognizing and understanding your ways more clearly that I may find grace and favor in your sight. And consider also that this nation is your people. This is your people. And the Lord said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest by bringing you and the people into the promised land. And Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with me, do not lead us up from here. For how can we be known? How can it be known that your people and I have found favor in your sight? Is it not by you go- you're going with us so that we are distinguished, your people and I, from all the other people on the face of the earth? The Lord said to Moses, "I will also do this thing that you have asked, for you have found favor." Loving kindness, mercy in my sight. And I have known you personally by name. Then Moses said, please show me your glory. Show me your glory. So I want to speak from the subject this morning. Show me your glory. You see, there's something wonderful about the glory of God. Because when the glory of God shows up, I don't care whatever the situation is, when the glory of God shows up, everything changes. The Bible says that when the priests were in the temple, that when the glory of God showed up, they could not stand. It says in another place that that when Moses, when the glory of God showed up on the tabernacle, Moses couldn't even go into the tabernacle because of the glory of God. Because when the glory of God shows up, something's going to happen. Something's going to change. So, here is is Moses. Now, listen to this. Think about this with Moses for a second. Moses had seen the burning bush, and he saw God speak from the burning bush. What an amazing thing. The Lord spoke to Moses from the burning bush and told him, this is what I want you to do. Moses, when he went back to Egypt, he saw the 10 plagues that God did and demolished Egypt. He saw every plague. When he went and he spoke to Pharaoh, he saw how the Lord came and Egypt was demolished because of the glory of God. He saw the children of Israel leave out of Egypt, and they spoiled, the Bible says they spoiled the Egyptians. Moses was there when that happened. He saw that. He saw when they were at the Red Sea, and it seemed like they were trapped. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, raise your staff. And had a, a, there was, a, there was a, a flaming fire between the Egyptian army and the children of Israel, and God parted the waters and the children of Israel walked through the Red Sea Moses saw the Egyptians try to follow them into the Red Sea and he saw the Egyptian army drown in the Red Sea and the Lord spoke to them and said the ones you have seen you will see no more but even after all that Moses said show me your glory he saw all that stuff, and he said, I still want more of you, God. I still want to know you more, God. I've seen your miracles. I've seen your signs. I've seen your wonders. But I still want more of you. I still want you to show me your glory. Because it just that wasn't even enough. You understand what I'm saying? You can never get enough of God. You can never get enough. When you look up the word glory from that particular scripture, the Hebrew word for that word means kabod. I was in there when they were doing praise and worship, and I was saying kabod, kabod. The word kabod means the abundance of God. It's the abundance of God. Moses was saying, God, give me your abundance. Now I'm not talking about money here. I'm talking about the abundance of God, everything that is God, everything that God is. He said, give me, give me that. Moses said, I want your abundance. I want to know everything about you. If I'm going to see, because this is the thing. Moses wasn't asking for the glory so he could just dance or just so he could just, you know, jump around. Moses wanted the glory because he said, you've called me to lead this people. Because the glory becomes so for you to do. It's for you to do. He knew that he had to go up and take these people into the promised land. And he said, if you don't go with me, I'm not going to go. We don't want to go without you. So he said, Lord, show me your glory. Show me that. Give me all that abundance. I want all that abundance. I want to know who you are. I want to know your ways. I don't want to just know you, but I want to know your ways, God. And God wants us to know his ways. Because guess what, y'all? We all have an assignment. And without God, you can't do it. You should not even want to try it. And not even want to think about doing whatever your assignment is if God's not going to go with you. You got to tell God, Lord, if if you ain't going with me, if you're not going to be in this business with me, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because it's not going to matter. It's like it's just, it's a waste of time. You know, the Bible says uh, those that build a house, they build, they build it in vain. Those that build a house without, without the Lord, you just building stuff in vain. It don't mean nothing. Moses said, I want that abundance. I want that abundance. And so that's what God, that's what Moses was asking for. You know, one of the main reasons that we can't encounter many times as a people, and as his people and many people, no matter whoever they are. The reason why we really can't encounter that abundance that God wants to give us is because we already got some stuff in there. We, we see, we full already. We full of all kinds of other stuff, and God says, look, I want to give you my stuff. I want to give you my abundance. I want to fill you with my presence, my purpose, my will, my understanding. But you got to get rid of all that other stuff. You got to get rid of the ego, thinking it's about you all. We got to get rid of all that stuff, that pride, all that stuff, and trying to build a name for us. I'm not trying to build no name for myself. This is all about the glory of God. This is about his glory. So so whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do through me, just do it, Lord. I'm available to you. Get me out the way. Jesus even said, not my will, but thy will be done. It wasn't about, he, he said, it's not about me. But we got to get rid of the stuff, the weights, and the sins and all the things that so easily beset us because God wants to fill all his people with his glory to do what he has called you to do. That's what this thing is about at the end of the day. You know, they used to say, when, you know, when I was growing up, only what you do for Christ will last. So we have to empty ourselves of all of the distractions, any man-made glory, you know, there's some man-made glory, some stuff that we like, you, you, we can feel proud about, you know. Look at the way I look. Look at what I did. I did this and I did that. You know, that's how the world operates. The world has, there's some man-made glory. I don't want that stuff. I don't need nobody's accolades. I'm here to please God. I'm here to please God at the end of the day. Because here's the thing. You do your best work when the glory of God is on you. Amen. A teacher does the best work when the glory of God, you know when a teacher is anointed by God. You know when a policeman is anointed by God. You know when a doctor is anointed by God. Do you want a doctor working on you that's not anointed by God, that don't have a little glory on him, something that, that's gonna work through him to do what he do? Everything we do, every how we operate, is from the glory of God. Because God wants his people to know him he wants his people to see him and fall in love with him he wants to put he wants you to understand your purpose and operate in it see when you operate in your purpose that's when you bring glory to God when other people look at you and say my God that is a blessing that's nothing but the Lord they see that you know you know when the when the anointed sisters sing, you see the glory of God. You see God's glory when they sing. When somebody is up here speaking, it's the glory of God. You know, when you see somebody, an artist, and they paint something beautiful, and you look at it, you say, How did they do that? It's the glory of God. That ain't no man-made thing. That's the glory of God. Everything that we do is from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from up above. From the Lord God himself. So God is saying, listen, he's looking for some people that's saying, listen, I want you to get get the glory through me. That's what he's looking for. I'm looking for some people that will say, Lord, use me. Get the glory through my life. Get the glory through my life. In the book of Revelations, chapter 21, verses 22 and 23, you don't have to go there. If you can get there, you can. But it says this. I was reading this this week, and I was like, oh, my God. It says this, I just, I'm reading this because I want you to understand how awesome the glory of God is. It says, it's talking about heaven. It says, I saw, this is John speaking because John had been, he had been, uh, you know, they had put him on an island by himself and everything. And so he was out there and the Lord was speaking to him and showing him things that were to come in the last days. And this is what John said he saw. He said, I saw no temple in the city. He said, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple. There is no church building in heaven. The Bible says that the Lord God and the Lamb are the temple. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then it said, and the city has no need of sun or moon. We don't have to worry about the moon lighting it up at night because there is no night. We don't have to worry about the sun lighting it up in the daytime because there is no need of the sun. It said that it had no need of the sun or moon, but here it is. For the glory of God illuminates the city. So listen, if the glory of God is going to illuminate heaven, what is it going to do down here in the earth? That's what I want you to see. That's how powerful it is. It has no need of the sun or the moon because the glory of God is what's going to illuminate it. And if the glory of God is going to illuminate it here, then the glory of God needs to illuminate it down here on the earth while we are here. Hallelujah. And it says, and the Lamb is the light. The Lamb is the light of the city. So, for every, so everything we do, Every thought we have that is of God, every purpose we pursue, every pain, every hurt, every trial, every tribulation, every triumph, every victory, every disappointment is all for what? The glory of God. Whatever you go through, God wants to get the glory out of it. Uh, Even the, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything you've gone through, God is trying to get the glory out of it. Even as believers, we know that there are some things coming. There are some judgments and things coming. You can see it. But guess what? As much as it is coming, it's coming because God says, I'm going to get my glory. Yes. Everybody's going to see my glory. Everybody. I don't care who it is. You can call whoever. Politician. This one over there. That one over here. This one, that one. They all got their agendas. But everybody, God's going to get his glory. You, we, they might think that, the, you know, everything is being controlled by the world and all the things that we see going on. And there is some things that are being controlled, But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. God says, I'm going to get my glory. I'm going to get my glory. If I have to tap the earth like a footstool, I'm going to get my glory. At the end of the day, everybody's going to see my glory, whether they want to see it or not. Romans chapter 6 and verse 7 through 11 says this. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know also that we will live with him. We've already died with Christ. And the Bible says, but since we died, we're going to live because he lived. And then it says this. We are sure of this, Because Christ was raised from the dead, and he will never die again. Just that by itself is wonderful. He was raised from the dead, and he will never die again. And it says death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin, but now he lives. He lives for the glory of God. Do you see that? Jesus is living for the glory of God. So what should we be living for? If Jesus is living for the glory of God, then we need to be living for the glory of God. Listen to what it says. So you also should consider yourselves dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. The life that we live now, we live through Jesus Christ. See, see, so what I'm trying to tell you is what I'm living for, I'm living for the glory of God. My life, everything I do, I'm living for the glory of God. Whenever, anytime I get a chance to sing or talk to somebody by the way or minister to somebody by the way, it's not for me. It's for the glory of God. It's so God can be glorified. It's so God can get the glory out of my life. Because I've died to that, to, the, to that sin. I've died to that stuff. I'm not saying that you're not going to mess up. you got, But you see, now you have, a, you have a covenant now. You have a new covenant that says even if you mess up, even if you sin, we have an advocate with, with the Father. Jesus has gone on our behalf to have us eternally connected to him. Amen. So it's, it's, it doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't matter. My life doesn't matter. What happens to me really doesn't matter. Listen, I was just, as I was reading this and looking at this, a quote came up from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from one of his speeches. And I said, man, that's powerful. He said, he said this. He said, we've got some difficult days ahead. He said, but it really doesn't matter to me now because I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. He said, it really doesn't matter to me now. He said, I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get there. We will get to the promised land. What was Martin Luther King saying? He said, it ain't about me. It's about getting these people to the promised land. Martin Luther King was like a modern day Moses. He said, it don't matter to me anymore. My life doesn't matter to me. He said, I might not even get there with you. But he said, it's okay. He said, we will get there as a people. So we live today. He was living for the glory of God. That's what he was living for. It doesn't mean that, you know, he was living to fulfill his purpose. When he started out on the purpose, he had to have God go with him through the civil rights. You understand what I'm saying? So he was walking in his purpose. And he walked in his purpose because of the glory of God. So nothing matters anymore. Are you ready for the glory of God? Are you ready? We should consider ourselves dead to the power of sin. We're living for the glory of God. The blood that was shed for us and the body that was broken for us, it was broken for the glory of God. That's what happens. The reason we live today, the reason we move today, the reason we have our being today is for what? It's for the glory of God. One of my close friends, you know, I want to share this. One of my close friends, she had been sick for a long time. My wife and I, we've been praying for her and praying for her. And I was like, you know, sometimes it just burdens me. I was like, Lord, it's it's been so long we've been praying for for our friend. And it just bothered me one day. And I said, I said, "I, I just don't understand it. And so I called my spiritual mother that is sitting right over there. And I said, I said, I said, Mama, I said, what is it? I said, I don't understand it. I said, she's been sick all this time. We've been praying for her. I know God can just look at her and heal her. I know he can. And I'm just, you know, I don't know if she's going to have an answer for me. I'm just listening on the phone. And she said, you know, son, she said, a lot of things, she said, all I can tell you is for the glory of God. She said, it's for the glory of God. And the next day I called her. I called our friend and I said, I said, you know what? I said, I just want to tell you that I, I, was, I, was, I was just in anguish for you because I've been praying for you because she would be giving us reports and stuff of what's going on with her. And, and I told her, I said, but I believe that God's going to get the glory out of your life. And she, you know what she told me? She said, yes, he is going to get the glory. But she said, Along the way, he's getting little glories. Do you understand what I'm saying? She said, along the way, he's been getting little glories. Because every time I go to the hospital, she said, I run into somebody. And they're there, and they're broken. And they, in and, and, and her pain and in her suffering and going through what she's going through, she's testifying to other people. She's going through, she's going through chemo and all kinds of stuff, but she's not keeping her mouth shut. She's still trying to find a way to encourage somebody else while she's going through. Because why? Because even in her sickness, God is getting the glory. She said he's getting little glories all along the way, and ultimately, he's going to get all of the glory. You understand what I'm saying? And that just encouraged me. I was like, oh, praise God. Amen. I was so good. I was like, oh, my God. Praise the Lord. And see, you don't have to understand everything all the time. You may not understand everything all the time. Sometimes somebody may pass away, and you're like, what in the world? This person died. They were so young. At the end of the day, God will he'll give us understanding. At some point, maybe when we see him face to face, it'll be for the glory of God. It'll be for the glory of God. You know, because, you know, I was even, we've been, my wife and I have been reading through the Bible this year, and we were, we're in Ezekiel now. And I was telling my wife, I said, I said, dang, I said, the Lord told Ezekiel, your wife's going to die tomorrow, and I don't want you to mourn. I said, don't mourn for her in front of other people. I, want, I don't want you to mourn. He said, you can mourn privately, but in front of other people. And it was to demonstrate something to the children of Israel. You mean to tell me you're going to take my wife to demonstrate something to the people of God? He had to go through that. And the Bible says the next day at evening, he says, My wife died. And he said he couldn't even mourn in front of everybody. I don't care what you say. Anybody that would have drove somebody crazy. But he just he did, he was obedient to God. He had to be for the glory of God. Had to be for the glory of God. Hallelujah. So remember, this journey we're on is not about us. But it's about the assignment that you have been given. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5 through 7, it says this. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach about Jesus Christ is Lord. And we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let there be light in darkness, has made this light to shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. This preaching, this serving others, this praying for others, this teaching, this marriage ministry, this praise and worship, this Bible study, none of it is about us. It's not about these jars of clay, as the Bible calls us, that are carrying a precious treasure, but it's about the glory of God. We're just jars of clay carrying something precious. God has put something precious in each jar of clay that is in here. You're carrying something precious that was given to you from God. But it's for the glory of God at the end of the day. See, it says God has given us light that shines in our hearts. God has called us as believers to be light that shines in this dark world. And there's a lot of darkness in this world. So he's given us a light that is Jesus Christ that he wants to shine into this dark world. That's what you and and I are. We're great lights. Just as this light is shining, God has called us to shine in the darkness as as his glory. And in Psalms 24, verses 1 through 10, it says this. It says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to who him. For he laid the foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths who may climb to the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place. Only those whose hands and hearts are pure. Who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God their savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence. O God of Jacob. And then it has a little it says interlude which means you need to stop and think about it for a second. Then it goes on to say open up ancient gates. Open up you ancient doors and let the king of glory enter. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord who is mighty in battle. Open up, you ancient gates, and be ye lifted up, you ancient doors, and let the king of glory come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of heaven's army. He is the king of glory. So whenever you're going through a battle, whenever you're going through a trial, whenever you're going through a tribulation, or whatever it is that's happening in your life, open up. Open up and let the woo! open up open up and let the king of glory come in. He wants to be he's gonna be with you right there where you are, whatever it is that you are dealing with. Open up open up open up no matter whether you're you're in your tender teens or whether you're in your season 60s, open up be ye lifted up, your everlasting doors, and let the king of glory come in. He is the God of heaven's armies. Do you understand the God that you serve today? The God of heaven's armies. When Elisha was surrounded by an army and his servant said, Oh my God, look at all these, these, these armies around us. It was a whole army surrounding two men. And, 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 the Lord, and uh, Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes. And when the Lord opened his servant's eyes, he saw heaven's armies all around, all on all the hills. See, even though it seemed like it could be the whole world against you sometimes, you got to know that the Lord of heaven's armies is surrounding you. The Lord of heaven's armies has your best interests at heart. The Lord of heaven's armies is going to protect you. The Lord of heaven's armies is going to cover you. The Lord of heaven's army is with you. He's with you because he wants to get the glory out of your life. So you don't have to fight the battle. You don't have to worry when it seems like it's all against you. God is with you. God is with you. And I believe that this is the time for those who are ready. We're going to see the glory of God on display. I'm telling you now, for those who are ready, even for those who might not be ready, they're going to see it too. But for those of us who really want that glory, that abundance on the inside of us, you're going to see it. You're going to see it. And in Philippians, as I draw to a close, it says this in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 through 11. It says this in the New Living Translation. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God. Though he was God. God. He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Let me stop there for a minute so you can understand what it's saying. Jesus Christ is God. God and Jesus Christ are one. But he said he did not think of it as something to cling to. Listen, I got, you know, I'm, I'm up here in heaven. I'm up here with God. You know what I'm saying? He didn't, he didn't think of it as something to cling to. But it says this. It says it says this, God, he said, uh, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position as a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name that is above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and every tongue will declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the what? Glory of God, the Father. So Jesus already had a high place in heaven. But he didn't look at the father and say, you want me to do what? You mean to tell me I'm up here and I'm already in this position? And you saying to me, you want me to go down there to die for those people that are in sin? He didn't cling to that. He let it go because he said, I got to do the glory of God. I got to do the will of my father. I'm not going to cling to this I'm leaving this and I'm going to be born through a woman and coming to the earth because I have an assignment his assignment was to die on that cross for you and me so that we would not be condemned to death because before that we would have been condemned to death hell and the grave but the reason today that we're not condemned to death hell and the grave because Jesus let go of his privileges he let go of all of that he let go of heaven he let go of it he said i'll go down father i'll give my body i'll die for them i'll die for them i'll die because you know what it's for the glory of god it's for your glory i'll do it for your glory i'll do it for you i'll do it for you because you know what the bible says he kept his eyes focused on the goal he didn't focus on what he had to go through Because if he would have focused on what he had to go through, it would have been, he would have, I believe it would have just, he would have still did it, but it was hard. But he kept his eyes focused on the purpose. And my charge to you today, keep your eyes focused on the purpose. Don't worry about what you're going through. Don't worry about what nobody's saying about you. Don't worry about what you know what they said and what this one said and what people think about you. Keep your eyes focused on the purpose. Keep your eyes focused on the glory of God. The Bible says that we die with Christ. I'm already dead. A dead man can't be affected by what other people say about him. I'm dead. I don't care what you think about me, because I'm dead in Christ, but I live. I live. To God, and I live for the glory of God. I live my purpose, my calling, my destiny, everything that I've been called to do is called for, it's, it's for the glory of God. It's for the glory of God. He took up his cross and we have to take up our cross. You might have to go through some things. This thing not always gonna be pretty, but it's for the glory of God at the end of the day. If you just say, I reckon myself dead. I reckon myself dead, so it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. As long as at the end of the day, God gets the glory out of it, that's all that matters. As long as God's gonna get the glory out of it, that's all that's gonna matter at the end of the day. So that when when your life speaks, it's going to speak. It's going to speak for itself. Nobody ain't got to come to your funeral and make up nothing. They can say, hey, that woman, that man lived for the glory of God. That man was on an assignment for the glory of God. That's what it's about at the end of the day. He said, Paul said, I counted as dung. The stuff, all the knowledge and stuff he had. He said, "I I, I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. I was a Roman, I was this, I learned under Gamaliel, I do. I knew all this, I know the stuff. I know the law, from backwards and forward. But he said it's nothing but dung compared to the glory of God, compared to the glory that's gonna be revealed in the name of Jesus. So at the end of the day, my friends, that's all it's about. It's the glory of God, the glory of God, the kabod, the kabod, the abundance of God. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you this morning, God. For revealing your glory and your people in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning, God, that you be glorified, God. In the name of Jesus, you be glorified in all all the earth, Lord God. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's about the glory. Glory. Father God, I thank you this morning for your people, God. And I pray in the name, the mighty name of Jesus, that you would just have your way in them, God. Let them realize the glory, Father God, that you want to work through them, God, in the name of Jesus, God. So Father, from this day forward, God, we're going to be focused focused not on the story but on the glory not on what we had to go through God but on the glory not on what others said about us but on the glory not on what we got on but on the glory God not on the job but on the glory God Lord on the glory we're gonna focus on the glory God that you want to reveal through us God Lord, we thank you this morning father God that we, are, we will be fortified in the name of Jesus, standing, Father God, Father God, unbending, Father God, in the name of Jesus, so that you can use us for your glory, God. It's for your glory, God. Lord, Lord thank you, Lord Jesus, that if Jesus, you stood for us, Lord, we will live for you and we will stand for you. We will stay on our assignment until we reach the destination until we reach the end God and we thank you that we know there there really is no end God we just graduate to the next level God so we're not afraid of the of of the end because it's not the end it's the beginning God it's just another level God we give honor to you and praise to you and we thank you this morning God (laughs) be glorified be glorified (laughs) Be glorified, Lord, be glorified in all the earth, God, all over the earth, God, everywhere, everywhere, on every man and on every woman and on every child. Be glorified. Be glorified, God. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified. We give you the glory this morning, God. We give you the praise and we honor you with our very lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I just want to pray this morning if there's anybody that is watching us by live stream or even in this house this morning and you say that I don't, I don't, I, I, I want to know God. I want to, I want to see God's glory in my life. And if you know that this word has spoken to you and you're ready not because it's being offered because it's in your heart it's in your heart you hear God saying come on come on closer to me I want to show you my glory if that's you this morning and you say I'm ready I want you to just raise your hands right now in an in a, in a act of surrender this morning and those that are watching us by live stream this morning We just wanna be able to lead you in a prayer. If you're ready this morning, I believe you're ready this morning. God has spoken to you. Just repeat this prayer after me and say, Lord Jesus, I confess right now that I am a sinner. And Lord, I thank you that I need saving. I believe that your son Jesus came to the earth He died on the cross, and he was resurrected on the third day. Now, Lord, I confess him as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for my sins. Now come, Lord, and live in me. Live big in me. Have your way in me. Use me, Lord. For your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. And my friends, if you sincerely prayed that prayer because you wanted to pray that prayer and you believe in your heart this morning, then you are now a part of the kingdom of God. Now we just encourage you to get connected to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. And if you live in this area, you're ever in this in the area of Bremen, then come visit us at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. A blessed place. This is a blessed place. Amen. You can just simply look us up at kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. We'll see you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget you can connect with us at our website at KingdomRock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series, so check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today, only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.